Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, Lainey. Hi, it's Sasha. And welcome to the Lainey Glossy Podcast for Sasha Answers, our season finale. Yeah, it better be good. Well, it's really good because we're going to talk about dicks. Yes, we talked about <laughs> vaginas last podcast, and yeah. now we're talking about dicks because you read an interesting article. Well, first of all, on the subject of, like, you're so polite. Let's just go pussy. Oh, I, yeah. On the subject of, fine, vulvas, yes. vaginas, uh, thank you all for… So much great feedback. We got so much <laughs> pussy mail. Yes, it was really, really lovely. And we got a lot of mail about um, pussy variation. Yes. It's like, you know, it's almost like flowers. You know, you've got, uh, I don't know, flowers, hydrangeas, Tulips, geraniums. Roses. Yes. And it was nice because people wrote in to me to be like, hey, Sasha, oh, I understood why you were confused. And because I also probably have the same fucking pussy as you do, which was really nice because at the end of last week's podcast, I felt like I was no longer female. Like I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. Okay. Because you kept on saying, you have it too. And in fact, not everybody is built the same way you are. Okay. But I also love that then you rushed home and texted me maybe an hour <laughs> later after you looked at your pussy yes. and you were like, and then you start, you, you, you grew a pussy ego. You're like- my pussy is gorgeous. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think mine's the 16-year-old pussy. <laughs> so there we are. Then I was like, why are you trying to pussy shame people? I know, and people? I did. I did. Because um, mine isn't. But then we... I felt pussy shamed a couple of hours before. So I just wanted to throw it back at you. No, I wasn't shaming you for what your pussy looks like. I was shaming you for your pussy knowledge. Yes, which was obviously Because you thought the mound was the no. lips. no. You were like, what's the the vulva? There's an outside vulva too. So I was getting a bit confused and very bothered because I didn't know how to explain to you what I was talking about without getting mage graphic. <laughs> but here we are. When, when has that ever bothered you? Although then we did some market research, meaning we talked to one dude. Yes. But the one dude we talked to is like has the a most… Pussy, a pussy connoisseur. The most experience. <laughs> yes. I mean, the number is high yeah. with this person. He has seen many. Many, many, many. A pussy many. Lineup. And the basic question we asked him was, by the time you get to seeing the pussy, are you like judging it like on Miss America styles and saying, you know, if it's a one, I'm not putting my dick in there? And he's like, fuck no. No, so, they don't give a shit. No. And it's all beautiful. Like… By the time a dude is able to see your pussy, all he wants to do is put his dick in it or his mouth on it, and no one is fucking complaining. So ease up on the, like, plastic surgery for your pussy, unless, you like know… you need it. Like, some people wrote in saying, you know, it's painful when you have sex after having birth. Sure. Of course. That's a physiological yes. issue. And Or as Duanna was saying, there's tearing in childbirth, and that's a repair. Yes. Like, that's an actual repair. That's not a rejuvenation. Yes. The uh, rejuvenation is just purely for… Vanity. Vanity. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so from pussies to dicks. Yes. 
Allison P. Davis wrote a hysterical article for The Cut about um, BDE, okay. which is Big Dick Energy. Yes. And it was related <laughs> to Pete Davidson. Which is perfect. And it's the whole… So apparently… Apparently, Ariana Grande confirmed that he is like nine or ten inches or some fucking crazy shit like that. When did she confirm On that? On social media. Okay. Whatever. It was like a coy little wink wink. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's like, oh, Pete has big dick. But the specific phenomenon that Allison is talking about in the cut is, I mean, Charlie Hunnam… Like he has, he could have an inverted dick, and exactly all good. And his confidence comes from the fact that he's just hot. But BDE specifically refers to dudes who may not be conventionally attractive, sure, and or conventionally billionaires, or (laughs) whatever, but seem to have this like laid back swagger, Mm -hmm. and they don't look great all the time on the outside. And you look at them, and you're like. How do you like move through life just so chill and so easy? And it's because they knowingly have an advantage, like a secret weapon. Yeah, they have an <laughs> elephant-sized dick, right. which is totally what I that when you brought this up to me today, it made total sense because that is totally what Pete Davidson's like. He's like this lanky, kind of nerdy, awkward person. Yet, however, he has game, and the game is the meat in between his legs. Well, there's two elements to the meat, like the game, is the meat, I guess, the size. Because like, I'm not a sizist. It doesn't fucking, to me, 10. just needs to work. Nine, 10 inches (laughs) seems aggressive to me, in fact. I don't want to choke. No. Like, I feel like there's something, no, I don't want it to come knocking on my tonsils. But I also don't want it to be like bruising my ribs. No. Right? Are you talking about it going through your mouth? or Both. Okay. Both. Like your tonsils, if it's orally, yeah. and if it's vaginally, I don't need it fucking, fucking like, at your, like, you know, kidney punching right. me. So. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So, um, but anyway, nine, ten inches sounds aggressive to me. I, I don't think that's necessary, but good for you. Yeah. Like whatever, if you can rock it. Um, but you also have to know how to. Use it. Work with that shit. Yeah. You gotta have some moves. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. The theory right now is that Pete Davidson has BDE because he knows how to use it. Okay. Like he's a good fuck. Which I don't (gasps) believe. Well, fine. I I don't want to. Okay. Sure. Why? Because you're you're intoxicated by the BDE. No, I I actually think that I think I I believe twenty four. Dude hasn't had enough fucking action to be really good at he's what he needs to do. He's had at least a couple of long-term relationships, and I think that's key. Because in a long-term relationship is when you put in the work. You put in the work, <laughs> yeah. you are corrected and yeah. redirected. Yeah. Um. So that seems… Like somebody who's one night standing all the time, I don't know if they have had the um, feedback. Or the coaching. Yes. Yeah, in okay. a safe… In a safe space okay. where he's not like, what do you mean? Like, I just fucking drill it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you like my drill voice? <laughs> yep. It was pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to think it. about, like, real life people. So now I'm, I'm wondering, hey, is this a game we can play? Oh, I would love to. If we're at a party next time yes. or we go out yes. for dinner and we BDE just people. Just scope the room. Yes, 100%. Who is someone? I feel like a lot of, you know what my, my generalization is? I always find that tall, skinny dudes… Always have big dicks. I think we talked about that a couple of podcasts ago when Liz was here. 
because I've just always I've never I've never been wrong. All skinny dudes that I've ever hooked up with always have surprisingly big dicks. See, fuck, we keep going back to the big dick thing, and I don't give a shit. You just can't be like, you know, you can't, you, you, for me, But for a guy, the BDE, the reason why they have that fucking swagger is because they feel more like of a man because they have such a big ass fucking dick. So it's not for us. The reason why they have this like, like image of themselves that they can like walk into a room and own it is because of their big dick. Did you see XXX Magic Mike XX whatever the second one? Uh, no. Okay. So let me just explain to you yes, that please. in the second one, I think it's Joe, the guy married to, to Sophia, Sophia Vergara. Yeah. He has like a gigantic, like he's got a moose. Monster. Okay. And um, he can't use it all the time because women are like, what the fuck is that? No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it, it's this good. This is the plot. This is one of the good, plot lines. Well, it's good for him in performance, I guess. But then in execution, like when he wants to get intimate, like when he wants to get intimate with someone, it often doesn't work out in his favor. Right. And then he found someone in the movie and whatever. She it was, was like, so great. And okay. she was receptive to it. But I, that yeah, like when I see that, I'm like, Jesus. No. Like, yeah. And I don't want to shame big fucking nutted dick dudes but no, no. like that would horrify me <laughs> if I saw something that was like what did you call it a, a moose? moose yeah no thank you <laughs> fuck no um okay um before we like go and sign off on our season yes you oh, have yes. like a you goal. have a goal that you wanted you you told me you wanted to well, pitch we'll be, me this goal and I'm like fuck why is your goal being pitched to me but okay well, because as Friends, it's sometimes nice to support people's goals is all I was looking for. I didn't oh, I'll mean- support your goal. You just made it sound like I should do this I goal with you. I wanted you to do it with me. <laughs> Part of the support. Anyway, listen, I'm turning 40 in January. We'll be back by then, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I really want to be able to do a pull-up because I feel like it's a skill that one needs to have in life. Because how about if one day you're just like hanging off of a cliff or you're hanging off of something and it's like a do or die moment, if you can't pull your fucking ass up, that's a problem. So by 40, I really want to be able to do one pull up. Okay. Can we define a pull up? <laughs> yeah, because there, no, no, there's two ways, right? There's, it depends on if you think of a bar yes, and you are Facing the bar. Yes. Your hands, like the backs of your hands are facing you or… No, like, my fingers are facing Okay, me. because there's two kinds. Okay, I want the one where you would be… Oh, right, because one could be… Well, let's whatever. say you're hanging you, off the ledge of a building. You're, you, if you hang off the ledge of a building… Like you're talking about emergency, right? I'm talking about emergency. Okay, typically when you are in an emergency situation more often than not let's say you've fallen off a balcony your hands your are, hands your the backs of your hands are, are facing, facing you. you so is that a pull up or is that a chin up i fucking see okay. i don't even know what the words are to properly define what your fucking goal is it's either a pull up or a chin up it's one of i don't care i want to be able to pull my body weight over a bar i want my fucking head yeah to reach over a bar for life saving purposes for life saving purposes then you probably need to practice right yasik you she probably needs to practice the yeah which is hard 
okay. which is hard. The, the no, backs of wanna, hands facing you pull up is harder in the, emergency situations. The emergency situation I'm picturing for myself is there's a bar <laughs> in front of me and I have to grip it with my well, that's my convenient. Facing me. <laughs> that's a really convenient emergency. Yeah. So just again. Could you support me in my goal to <laughs> I, do I, a pull-up slash look, look, look at me. I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Will you do Go, it with me? Go, Sasha. Come on. You also need life-saving skills too. Thanks. Well, um, <laughs> I have ne- – like I don't think I've been able to do any version of pull-up since I was like no, 10. No, I've never been able to do – yes. and Yeah, when you were like six years old and playing in the playground. But I have no upper body strength. So I'm me neither. hoping we could do this together. Why can't we do this together? What are – okay, so how do we I don't embark know. on this endeavor together? Have you asked anybody else? I've asked um, – have you been rejected by other people? No. I've asked um, our friend Callie, who owns a gym that we go to, to help me towards that goal. But if there's anybody listening and like you have like some things I could do at home – I have a – Corey has a pull-up bar, a chin-up bar, whatever they're <laughs> called, at at um, the house. And so I tried it last night and I can't even like I, – I can't do anything. Like it's actually really scary. I can't even like bend my elbow to get enough power to even bend my well, elbow. Yeah, I agree. I can that's, hang. I can hang good. Totally hang. But that's not the purpose of this life-saving <laughs> skill. But anyway, um, so if anyone can send me like tips. So what? It, so you want to do this by your 40th birthday in January. January. Um, and you want me to, to do it with me. Okay. As my 40, oh my, there we go. As my 40th birthday present, I want you to train with me so that we can do a pull up. Who else is doing this? Just me Nobody, and you? I just asked you. Okay, so I I have the burden of all of our friends. I have to hold, like I'm shouldering the burden yes. of make like of it's this happening. Also going to help you in life. I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm doing it so that you can also save your life. Okay, fine. We will Don't try to do one pull up, one pull up, push, pull, whatever, pull up. We'll first figure out what we're wanting to do, and then we will try to accomplish right. it. Right. Okay. okay. Shall we? We shall. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'm a 42-year-old man, and listening to your podcast is my guilty pleasure. I've been married for 10 years, and I'm happy and in a loving relationship. My wife is a wonderful woman, caring, understanding, all the positive attributes you could name. I had a very difficult childhood with an abusive alcoholic father and suffer from anxiety and depression. I recently started a big project at work with a female colleague. There's something about her that makes me feel comfortable, and I found myself opening up to her and sharing details about my life. She listens without judgment and just seems to get me. She's definitely attractive, and sure, if I'm being 100% honest, if I was single, I would date her in a heartbeat. But I'm not looking to cheat or start an affair. I love my wife, but I find myself looking forward to talking to this woman every day. It's not every day that I meet someone I connect with or who understands the deep pain I have experienced in my life. I haven't mentioned her to my wife because the one insecurity she has is my female friendships, as she was cheated on in the past. It could potentially bother her, and I don't want to get to that point that I'm forced to give up my friendship. Can't men and women just be friends? Is it wrong if it's just talk? He didn't sign his name, which is probably a good thing. Okay. Um, well, can we give him a name? Sure. Um, what name do we want to give him? It's like a name with big dick. <laughs> okay, Pete. <laughs> okay, Pete. Um, there's nothing wrong with just talk if it's just talk. Yes, but the problem here is it's not just talk. I would, I when I uh, have got friends with uh, opposite sex people, 
I don't also find them attractive and think that I would want to date them. So that's, for me, a little bit of a problem. Like, if it's a friend, it's a friend, you're just talking. But the fact that it's already been impressed on his brain that if he was single, he'd want to tap that ass, that that makes things a bit murky for me. I don't know. Like, I think intellectually, you can find someone attractive. He did not say that. He said, she's hot. Well, I don't know that he has the language for it. Like, you know, I don't know that he would characterize it that way. But if he's trying to say, yeah, a friend of mine, this friend of mine is attractive. Mm -hmm. I would date her. I understand that she's attractive to people. Mm -hmm. And in a different universe, if I wasn't married, because she is attractive, I may pursue it. I want to believe Pete. Okay. I do want to believe Pete. And I, Pete, I want to believe that you're sincere because you're writing to us. And I think that you've listened to our podcast. So I think that you know that… How we stand, where we stand. Correct. Cheating. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually don't want to deprive Pete of the um, emotional release and the uh, friendship that he… And the benefits of that friendship that he's getting from this colleague. Look, of course, that is so important to have friendships of all types of sex. Like it shouldn't be… You shouldn't just be able to talk to men about your, your issues and your past. For me… I would I would play it a little bit more safe and a little bit more strategic, which is I would keep her as a friend. I would talk to her about, yeah, your feelings, your emotions, how your day's going. But I would personally say, I think what you're looking for right now is a sounding board and someone to really support you. And, you know, it's the go-to answer for us sometimes. But I think you need to see a therapist so that you really can – sort through all these feelings of your past and uh, feel like you've been heard and not have the, um, the, the potential mix-up of having feelings for someone that could develop because you found someone that understands you as opposed to your wife who you've expressed doesn't completely get you. But this woman does. So I would just, that that seems a bit scary. When you're being that vulnerable, sometimes other emotions can get mixed into that vulnerability. So for me, I would say, of course, keep her as a friend. Yes, men and women can be friends. But I would maybe choose to express like the deep past emotional traumas with a therapist. Yeah, I love the suggestion that Pete should continue exploring his um, the therapy mm-hmm. or the therapeutic effects that um, having this friend at work to talk to and to share with is having on him. Um, I Listen, Pete, I think if your intentions are honorable, it's one thing. We can all have good intentions and then still end up fucking up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just be really, really straight with yourself. And I don't know that yes. Sasha and I can do that for you, which is why I'm trying to give you generously the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I think that people have work wives and work husbands all the time that are, you know, work out innocently and don't lead to any fuck shit. And in order for that to happen, though, people have to be really honest about themselves and how they're feeling about the relationship and this friendship and what they're getting out of it. 
it is great that you have someone to talk to at work. Work can sometimes be a lonely fucking place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, only your colleagues can understand the trauma that work can inflict upon you. Sure, of course. Um, so I get that. But if, like Sasha said, the murkiness potential is there, which you have to answer honestly for mm-hmm. yourself. If I was putting words in your mouth and you actually just meant, yeah, she's hot and I would dick her and I think about dicking her, then, mm, you know, maybe you should put some boundaries in place and checks on yourself. I totally agree. I mean, part part of it is like I'm so jaded by doing this podcast because everybody who emails us about work romances are always like, I'm like crossing the line. I'm about to cross the line. He started off as a friend or she started off as a friend. And oh my God, yeah. I, now I want to fucking stick my dick in them. Like that is what seemingly is the, the common thread yeah. with a lot of these. So the fact that he's reaching out, um, I feel like, yes, he could be a stand-up dude and is just like really trying to tread carefully yeah. because he has a wife and protect her feelings. But I also think when you're writing to us, you're like, oh, like, yeah, I think I might feel something. Is this normal? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're totally right. Like Pete, you should listen to Lainey about being really honest with yourself. Like what are your, what are your goals with this Mm -hmm. friendship and this relationship? What do you want to come out of it? If it's, if it's straight up just like an absolute friend, then yeah, carry on. But if you are finding yourself thinking like, fuck, she's really attractive. Fuck, I'm thinking about her when I go home. Fuck, like all those sort of things, then that, that is, um, that's getting yourself into some trouble. In this case, because they're so close and because they talk. Like, yeah. marriage is long, right? Yasik and I have been married… Uh, I always forget now. It's been so long. <laughs> he always knows. How long? Uh, 2001. Okay. 2001. To, okay, 17 years yes. in November. It'll yes. be 17 years in November. And so… Um, and many marriages are much longer, right? Mm-hmm. And so… When you're married to somebody and you love them and you're committed to them, it doesn't mean that you can't find other people attractive. And sometimes like a harmless crush is just a harmless crush. Like, for instance, he, Yasik, told me recently that there is kind of like a hot girl that works at one of the stores that he goes into (laughs) maybe like a couple times a month to get some things, Right. right? And it was when… And he's laughing about it now. No, he's getting all red. No. no? No, he's laughing about it now because he, when it came out, because he, it came out because his buddies were here a couple weeks ago mm. and he had to drop by the store and he must have told his buddies, oh, there's this hot girl that works in the store and she wears tight pants all the time. So his buddies like tried to go in and see. Yeah. And then it came out, like, I guess they told me about it or it came out in conversation. I was like, oh, and who is this girl With who works at the store that you always go to? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, in the grand scheme of things, when a relationship is really strong, our marriage, I believe our marriage is really strong. Yeah. It's not, it shouldn't and it's not going to bother me. I think it's probably a little healthy that he maybe has a crush on someone. And yes. it's probably healthy for me if I were to, in the same vein, like if there's a store. I can't remember, not recently, but who was the hot guy that I would look at. I can't remember. But anyway. there was a hot guy that you like. If to there's look a hot at. guy, yeah. like if let's say oh, I, don't I know. appreciate, yeah, and so I'm look. I, men. Let's say yeah. there's a hot guy that works at the fucking I don't know liquor store or at the whatever at the game, and we have season tickets or whatever. I look forward. I would might look forward to going to the yes, liquor store. Because you know there is nothing that's going. That's to happen. right. Yes. That's right. Can you imagine if that hot person guy, every day, single day? 
No, 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 no. So this is the quandary yes. here for Pete. Correct. Is when, and, and that is the gray area. So Pete, if you're listening to that and that resonates with you, if you are looking at this person and not only are you attracted to her, then you're also getting the emotional kind of like feedback loop from that, then that is a recipe for uh, danger. Yeah. You know, like, and that, and you're right. Like, of course, Corey thinks other chicks are hot or like, I'm sure there's a specific girl that he goes to when gets his coffee and is probably like, she's super hot. I think that's totally healthy. But if he was like sitting down with her and like crying with her and telling him about, uh, telling her about his past, then shit's gonna get, I'm not cool with that. Like there's a guy at our work that I think is like the like the most attractive guy in the building. There are but no hot guys in our building. I but okay. I don't work with him directly and I maybe see him like once a week. Right. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, "Oh, hot guy. Hey, there you are." And I'll yeah, yeah I want to know who this hot guy is. <laughs> oh, Yasik wants to know who this hot guy is. There you is. go. Healthy. Yasik, this is very <laughs> healthy. Yeah. There you go. Um anyway, yeah, like I think that it's totally and I've heard of people um always wanting to make the certain train or the certain yes. bus. You've to heard see of the this. Person. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the difference here is Pete, what is your boundary? Yeah. Um I'm not sure if you've set any, but we need you to really have an honest conversation with yourself about how if this is just harmless and fun, yeah, what I. the motivation e. is behind it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So keep us posted. And thank you for being, well, one of our only male people who have written in. We've Correct. got like three. All right. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, next question. Hey, Sasha. Hi, Lenny. So I'm in my late 20s, and about seven years ago, I left a two-year-long abusive relationship. I did the work, I went to therapy, and it's still a struggle, but most days are good. I tend to be a glass half full kind of person. I allow myself to be sad at times, but I try not to dwell on the bad for too long. Good for you. So anyway, I've decided to start dating again last year. I've initially wanted to be open about what happened to me with any guy I liked. There have only been three before meeting H, the guy I'm currently dating. The first one became awkward afterwards and would be extra careful about anything he'd say to me. It was bordering pity, so it was best to end things. The other two actually ghosted me after I told them. So H and I have been dating for the past four months. I haven't told him. I like him. I've liked him from the get-go. So after my last few experiences, I decided to wait and see before telling him. I have intimacy issues and sometimes get overwhelmed when being touched. He's not pressuring me to do anything, but he let me know a couple of months ago he wanted to be intimate. There were many times where I could have told him, but I ended up not to, and it just grew harder to do so. I want to tell him. I want to... I want him to know why I make so many excuses every time he gets too close. He suspects something happened but doesn't dare to push for an answer. I really like him and might even be falling for him. And I don't want him to treat me or look at me differently or even worse, ghost me. I understand that it can be a lot of baggage for some people, but it doesn't make it any easier to deal with. So what do I think? So what do you think I should do? Do I owe him the truth? Thanks, Jay. 
Oh, I love this question, Jay. You sound like such a lovely person. And I'm so happy that you have found H mm-hmm. and have gotten rid of all these three fucking losers before him. I don't know that the question is, do I owe him the truth? I don't want you to approach the situation mm-hmm. that day. I don't want you to approach the situation that way because when you frame it that way, you get taken out of it or totally. your your role and your power are not considered your secondary. Mm-hmm. So let's let's use some different language and let's try and reframe what this is and put you at the center of it. Are you ready to share yeah. it with him? Yeah. And I I feel like if we approach the question from that perspective, then we make you the focus of the story and it should be, and we focus on what you're ready for. Yeah, and it, and it does seem like she is ready for it. And I think she, you know, they've been dating for four months, and she's starting to kind of feel uncomfortable with the fact that they can't move forward without this kind of piece of, of her past and her truth. And I think what's important here is like, they're, I'm so mad that those other three people made you feel ashamed or embarrassed mm-hmm. for it, because that's not what it's about. Like, you are fucking a boss survivor who has picked herself up and is like gotten the help and is moving forward. Um, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be some like, um, you know, it shouldn't be some scar you've worn your whole life. Like you own that shit, and I think that um, you know, there's nothing to be scared of. But as Lainey said, you have to feel comfortable. You have to feel like it's the right time. But to me, it sounds like it's it, it's getting to be the right time soon. Yeah, I. I I like I like a lot of the things that you've said in this letter that it's been 4 months it seems like you've taken your time he isn't pressuring you but he has made his um desires clear mm-hmm. he would like to get intimate as would you um and it's about you and and it's about you coming to a place where you feel you can trust him with this information and this history of yours. And again, when we talk about you, you're a survivor. Mm -hmm. You've survived this. And someone was really cruel to you and traumatized you and you've come through a lot of pain. But when you meet somebody and they pity you, and I know this sounds super Pollyanna, if they can't see that what you deserve is not pity but respect. Totally for coming through that, for having the strength to leave and then heal and… And also wanting to help you and help yeah. to understand where that come from, where that comes from and how he can be better, how he can step up to… Exactly. …to make this comfortable for you. Yeah. Because that's what you want. And I feel like I'm hoping that H is that kind of person. The fact that he hasn't pushed you, he obviously knows there's something up. Um, yeah. And I think he's just waiting for you to be ready. You… um. Those those people who tapped out on you after you told them, like, it wasn't – you didn't scare them away. They were just fucking dickheads. Like, totally. they were just weak-ass fucking who couldn't handle losers. Yeah. So I don't want you to let that affect how you're seeing your situation. You have a history to tell. It's very powerful. It sucked what you went through. But you're here and you're like – you're and you're on your feet. Yeah. So – don't sell your story short like that. I agree. Yeah. And it's true. What Lainey did say is like you're framing it in a way that it's like, 
how can I make this better for him? Fuck yeah. no. 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 This is like, if you guys are a team, then he's all in too. And I hope that he like gets gets to talk to somebody or can mm-hmm. at least just talk to you about how you want to be treated. Like, I hope he's all in. And I feel, again, like, what do I, what can I say? But like, my spidey senses are like, that I think this guy is going to be in for the ride and will be more than like generous with his time to learn about your past and to figure yeah. out how he can be there to support you. And you know how I once in a while come in with like a horny, dirty, silly oh book? Okay, we're going, we're going <laughs> to somehow Well, you know I read porny here. books. I know that. Right? So there's somewhere in there, here that I that have a recommendation. For you? I okay. have a recommendation. Now, if this is to our reader, um, or if this is a trigger for you, like I want to give you a trigger warning, I'm recommending this particular book because it, it may fit your particular situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe not like in the small details, like the fact that this is a college romance. <laughs> all always follows the same sort of format. Yeah. <laughs> But the circumstances, the key circumstances are very similar. I'll read you the synopsis. Can I please read you the synopsis? Okay. The book is called The Deal. The author is Elle Kennedy. Apparently, she's Canadian. So shout out to Elle Kennedy. It's called The Deal. Um, It's part of a book series. This is the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So here's the synopsis. She's about to make a deal with the college bad boy. Hannah Wells has finally found someone who turns her on, but while she might be confident in every other area of her life, she's carting around a full set of baggage when it comes to sex and education. Mm. If she wants to get her crush's attention, she'll have to step out of her comfort zone and make him take notice, even if it means tutoring the annoying, childish, cocky captain of the hockey team in exchange for a pretend date. You you know, it's all the setup. You know where it's going. And it's going to be oh so good. Flip side, all Garrett Graham has ever wanted is to play pro hockey after graduation, but his plummeting Jimmy, but his plummeting GPA is threatening everything he's worked so hard for. If helping a sarcastic brunette make another guy jealous will help him secure his position on the team, he's all for it. But when one unexpected kiss leads to the wildest sex of both their lives, it doesn't take long for Garrett to realize that pretend isn't going to cut it. Now he just has to convince Hannah that the man she wants looks a lot like him. Anyway, you see where I'm going with this, right? I see where you're going with it. So trigger warning, like I don't want to give you the story, but it's a fun, light, sexy read with some hard parts, but not too hard, but also horny. Yeah. Super horny. (laughs) You're going to get some rub in there. And I want you to read this because the, the guy in this story models the behavior that I think you deserve. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really nice then. Yeah. So scratch one out, but also also find your Prince Charming, who is hopefully H. Good luck and let us know. Yeah. All right, last question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. My husband and his ex-GF dated for seven years, and in that time, they adopted a dog named Teddy. Soon after their breakup, my husband and I started dating, and we moved in together. They agreed to joint custody, whereby Teddy lived with us during the week, and she got visitation every other weekend. This situation has been going on for 10 years. 
She only had the dog for six months before they broke up, so I'm skeptical about how much she really cares about him. I can't help but believe she's using Teddy as an excuse to stay in my husband's life, as she's never stopped loving him. When he broke up with her, she threatened to kill herself. I've asked him repeatedly to cut her out of our lives, but to complicate matters, she is now dating my husband's best friend. So he said that he can't cut her out or it'll affect his friendship. I even wonder if she's dating his best friend as a way of remaining in his life. I love Teddy as he's part of our family, so I can't bear to give him up permanently. So I'm stuck with this no-win situation. Um, I love Teddy and don't want to see him stressed out and upset, but everyone just thinks I'm being petty and jealous. What am I supposed to do? Am I being reasonable? I've put up with this bullshit for a decade and I'm being made to feel like the bad guy. Help. So, okay, I just, so, Teddy was adopted and then they broke up six months later. So they were together for seven years. They adopted Teddy. Then six months after adopting Teddy, they broke up. And he hooked up with the person who's writing in. And Teddy is gets, like, joint custody. Yes. And this other woman, like, what? I mean, they have to still share Teddy, right? Yes. So she gets her – the ex-girlfriend gets Teddy every other weekend. And they get Teddy during the week. And then I guess okay. – But I our writer is like, can this fucking chick fucking just leave us alone with this dog? Because – she doesn't probably really care about it because it only was in her life six months in oh my God. To her relationship. You can fall in love with a dog. Like, like minute one. Six months is, yeah. I if <laughs> Minute one, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm trying to imagine spending time with six months with all of the dogs that we've had and then like letting them go and that – impossible. I mean, I'd be interested to know if the ex-girlfriend – like, do you know what the ex-girlfriend does with the dog on her weekends? Like, is she, like, do you see pictures of the dog and her on Instagram, like, going for walks? Like, does she love this fucking dog? If our writer can honestly say, like, whether or not she's using a dog to see your your husband now is kind of, like, a bit of not what my concern is. I want to know, does Teddy still need her in his life? Teddy's ten and a half now. Yeah. If Teddy wasn't well cared for… When he goes to see her on the weekends, they would know about it. Also, Teddy's so, getting old. So how much longer are you really going to have to deal with this? Oh, were, Sash. I know. Of course but, you have to take it there. Well, no. It's already been 10 years. Yeah. Like, can she not deal with another five years? I – listen, I don't – she hasn't – it's weird I don't that, know why I'm fighting for the dog so hard because I do understand that our writer is probably like, can this fucking bitch not be in my life No, but she's also told us that the people in her life are telling her that she's being petty and jealous. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to figure out if she's being petty Petty and jealous. jealous. (laughs) And the the girl friend, the ex is now dating the dude's best Best friend. friend. So, like, if, listen, right now, I get it. I get why you feel that way. Like, you know, being around an ex all the time is strange and... You have to go through this and most of us don't, right? And I get that why that's weird. It is like an extraordinary circumstance. Having said that, I just want you to, in a very rational, sober way, look at what situation you're proposing. If this girl, let's call her Ariana. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Since we've already yeah. named a Pete. Pete. If this girl, Ariana, mm-hmm. is only dating the best friend to get close to your man, 
and all of this comes out, why would your man want anything to do with her? Right. The best friend would hate her, who's her boyfriend now, because obviously she'd be exposed as like but how about shadiness. She gets exposed? If how about if she's just one of those people who's just like a really fucking manipulative sleuth who can just slide into people's lives so she can like single white female people or and or just steal I'd, her 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 ex boyfriend back? Steal like her boyfriend is already saying like I love my buddy so much I'm not gonna like fucking make trouble for him yeah. and this girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So do you think that like this woman's husband? is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll get back to my right. – I'll be back together with my ex, right. ruin my best friendship, and ruin my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, think rationally about yeah. it, right? If your husband is willing to wreck because she's telling him to, wreck all of these relationships, not to mention Teddy's, like, state of mind, peace of mind, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, that's a step way, way too far. Yeah. I get that it's annoying, like, and, and that's what I think you're, you're validating is that yeah. it's annoying, but like, oh, oh, well, I don't, you know, there's not really much you can do. And the fact that you are using Teddy as a scapegoat for it makes me really sad because I think you just have to deal with what you have to deal with, which is your husband's ex-girlfriend is just fucking lingering. She's around. She's around, and even if even if you do say cut these Teddy privileges off, she's still fucking dating his best friend. Like you're still, you know, she's still orbiting around you. Yeah. Again, not ideal, but like them's the breaks and kind of what you're just gonna have to deal with. If she's scheming like, though, if she's scheming, like on the off chance, maybe she's scheming. Like I just don't think that she has any upper hand here. Like you're. You being paranoid about this and you getting upset about this, you're walking fucking right into her trap. And I think we totally, and I think also part of this storyline would be like, oh, I don't know. My husband has always has to make phone calls to her or is like always having to go and like help Teddy out of her house. Like it doesn't seem like your husband is like, he's seemingly, seemingly washed his hands clean of this relationship. Like chick picks up the dog and then the dog gets dropped back off. It's not like... I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I, I feel like you're maybe, I don't want to say the word jealous, but there's something, you have something, a hang up with this chick and it doesn't have anything to do with your husband. Well, so what's the beef at the end of the day? The big indication to me too is that like, for example, we talk all the time about code, right? Yeah. Like if Yasik and I, God forbid something happened and we broke up, there's no fucking oh, no. way he'd be cool with Jamie, his best friend, and I hooking up. No way. No yeah. fucking way. Like, he would have to be so checked out from me to be so chill about me and Jamie hanging out and doing the thing, right? So you mean that her so, husband is like a diehard bro. He's not going to fucking cross his it, It's friend. an indication yeah. to you that your husband has so completely checked out from this woman that he would be like, yeah, okay, dude. Like, best yeah. friend, go. Have at it. Have at it. Yeah. Like, imagine what that oh, would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah right, isn't that some relief for you? Yes. That's Doesn't that point. say something? Yes. Oh, good. There, you hit the nail Don't, off, right? on the head. That is the... That is the the big defining moment there, which is right. Like, like if you something happened with you and Corey, and Corey and I hooked up, what the like? And even if you didn't care about Corey anymore, like it would be so you would I be would like no fucking, fucking way. way. Yeah, 
And if you did say, yeah, sure, it would be because you'd be Even so if I miles died. away. Even if I died and you got back with it, I would come from the grave and be like, fuck yeah. you, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you would have to be so miles away and over, Corey, for you to be okay yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Oops. this is your husband. Yeah. So and he's seemingly quite, yeah. He's girl, run up. with that. Run with it. Yeah. So good luck. And fucking don't make Teddy feel like he's foster child or something. Yeah. Let Teddy live. Let Teddy live for that extra five years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, thank you for a great season. We will be back soon. We'll update you with when we're coming back, but enjoy your summer, but keep your questions coming because I still fucking need some content for next season. So email me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. And check us out on Google Play. Listen to past episodes. Um, on Google Play, iTunes, on Spotify. Leave us your comments. Yeah, as Sasha said, keep sending us your emails and your thoughts about our fucking pull-up contest or challenge or whatever. Yeah, um, or that BDE. Or Big Dick Energy. Let us know a good celebrity that you think has BDE. Yeah, remember the qualifications though. Um, We're going to link to that article in the show notes. Anyway, see you next season. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.